You're listening to White Collar Playbook, a podcast on business and career insights for corporate executives and business managers. I'm your host from Hexa Business, Ikram Marikan. Work from home. Some pundits say it's here to stay forever. Others say it is a temporary effect from the COVID-19 pandemic. Work from home has literally turned the tables on how we work, primarily impacting social norms. We are social animals after all. A very important question that organizations should ask is what is the economic impact of work from home? To answer this question, I have with me here today Dr. Carmelo Felito, an economist from the Center for Market Education, someone who has written a lot about the pandemic, about the lockdowns. So he is an expert of sorts in this area. Hello, Dr. Carmelo. Hi, good afternoon, Ikram. Happy to be here with you. Thank you very much. So I'm just going to dive in straight and ask you my first question. What is the economic impact of work from home from a macro and micro perspective? Yes, I think that is um, uh, is a good question and um, it would require a complex uh, answer. And, and sooner or later, we may also reach a sort of quantification of the impact of working from home. Um, my preliminary remark on this is that working from home should be eventually a choice. So I don't advocate necessarily for uh, the traditional business model or uh, way of doing things in which you sit in front of a desk uh, from nine to five and then after five you don't do anything else. Um, and also in my business um, experience, I always have allowed my team uh, to have flexibility. So that what, what matters is uh, um, uh, delivering results. Um, so uh, having said that, so I think that uh, the possibility to work from home should be an option um, given on um, to, to the people, to the staff, whenever there is a, a job that allows to do that, but as a part of a more general strategy of a company uh, toward the employees. So to make them feeling comfortable, to, to allow them a certain break after a period of intense stress. Uh, because in the end, where we, we can end is the opposite stress, you know, the, the stress of being always at home. So now we are not experiencing a situation in which working from home is given as a possibility of stress relief or work flexibility in special conditions like an employee that needs to take care of a child or of an elderly people or a sick people, but we are living the experience of working from home as an obligation uh, imposed by the government. So this is not the way in which work from home should work. And in terms of economic impact, I believe that, um, and probably you will agree with me, many, many good ideas for a company, for a business, emerge by interaction. Sometimes you have a coffee break together with one of your colleague or one of your staff, you brainstorm uh, about a certain problem totally by chance, and then you identify a smart solution. As you mentioned at the beginning, we are social animals, we need interaction. Our brain needs also to be, uh, you know, to be uh, in action and interaction with other brains, our emotions, uh, and, um, and if you miss a lot of opportunities and occasions if you 
don't interact with your colleagues and with your staff. So many good things, many opportunities, many ideas would be lost. Because with the work from home, in the end, you need to arrange or possibly a meeting for a certain topic. You, you don't have that kind of emergent order that would happen otherwise in a, in a normal life of a company where many things, many good things happen because of that interaction among the people. Mm -hmm. on, on, a, on a macro level, looking at the uh, country's economy as a whole, how do you think work from home has either benefited or not benefited the country? I think that uh, we can surely see a very high risk in the long run for a, uh, for a very simple reason. The narrative that had been prevailing during the pandemic was the one of uh, minimizing or, or even nullifying the risk in life. You know? Every person with common sense knows that it is impossible. But raising workers and children with the idea that we should nullify the risk bring about generations of people terrified by living, you know? And people, if people live in terror because they need to minimize, to nullify their, their risk, in the end, they will not be risk takers in the future. If we, if we have a generation of people that are not risk takers, we don't have entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs are by definition risk takers. Uh, and, and so this means in, in the, this means in the long run missing entrepreneurial opportunities. We, we don't see this now because everybody is focused on the analysis of the very present moment, but we should instead look at what we are going to, to miss in the long run. So this is the, the, the macro perspective that needs to be added on a lot, I think, of emotional, social and psychological stress that people are experiencing because of an unbalanced life and announcements that come, uh, you know, come today for tomorrow. In the moment in which we speak, MCO has been announced, but we don't know if tomorrow we are going to work from home or we can come to the office. So this kind of uncertainty creates an emotional shock that definitely is going to reduce productivity and, and is going to reduce affection toward the, the workplace uh, is going to, to, to reduce the motivation because at a certain point you miss the point why you are doing things, why you are struggling to get things done if the environment around you is an hostile environment. Yep. So work from home is not something new. Prior to the pandemic, a lot of organizations have been experimenting with it. In fact, Yahoo and IBM were early adopters of this work from home model and eventually they reverted back to work from the office, they went back. Then you've got, in the current pandemic situation, you've got companies like you know, Twitter, which have said that remote working, uh, their employees can work from home forever. And you've got the other end of the spectrum, Google, which is trying to accelerate its uh, uh, employees return back to the office. I think by September 1st, they want to get everyone back into the office and um, give them a few days a week to work from home. You've got CEOs like a Goldman Sachs CEO who said work from home is an aberration. So, you know, it looks like there are companies who are embracing this wholeheartedly and there are companies that are calling it, you know, like, like Goldman Sachs CEO, an aberration. Where do you think the truth lies with work from home? Is it an aberration or is it 
uh, a boon to organizations. Again, I think that the key word remains liberty. Uh, so work from home is good when it is uh, a choice uh, arising uh, in the interaction between the employer and the employee. It is bad when it is either the employer or the government um, forcing it over the employee, not considering the nature of the employee. I think that uh, um, a, good, the, a good manager would be able to understand which workers are able to tackle a task from home and for how long, uh, and which workers instead need totally 100% the office environment in order to perform. Uh, you know, so I don't believe that anybody is made for a hundred percent work from home and for a hundred percent work from office. So uh, we we should look at at a blended solution, but not a blended solution that can be the result of a centralized experiment like 50-50, 60-40, because that doesn't work. Depends on the nature of the business, first of all, and depends mm-hmm. on the nature of the people that you have. Uh, let's not forget that the main component in getting results in a company is human capital. So the the decision should be uh, dynamically produced in the interaction between the manager and the employee, uh, where the manager is able to understand the features of the employee and uh, his or her relationship with the task that he or she performs. So uh, in, in this sense, I'm in favor of flexibility and liberty So not adopting any model as a sort of best solution because that universal best solution simply doesn't exist. Absolutely. You know, um, you you fit on something because I was just reading that some companies, when they've interviewed employees to see if they want to continue working from home, have got a overwhelming response where the employees say yes we want to work from home and then the other companies where the overwhelming response is no we want to come back to the office i guess it depends also on the environment that you have in the office <laughs> you know so there are good environments where you are happy i, I experienced that with my staff when when um, the situation here was more relaxed and i gave everybody the option to choose basically everybody came to the office uh, i think they had enough of staying at home for a year uh, and they needed that social space uh, to work together. Oh, you're just a very popular boss. No, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, but uh, but I like to to see the people happy to be in the office. I mean, yeah. and uh, when I was younger, I have experienced uh, situations in which the office envir- environment was a hell. So it was a pain for me to go to work. And I have experienced situations in which instead I felt comfortable in being in the office. And I, I just try to replicate the conditions where, where I felt at ease and, and happy to work. In the end, it is better also for the company because if employees are happy to come to work, they deliver much more than frustrated employees. Absolutely. So many people I've spoken to are having fatigue with work from home. The lines between work and personal life, they say, have become blurred. Work hours have creeped to late night evenings and nights. Is this good for productivity? Indeed, this is terrible for for productivity. It creates uh, exhaustion, and uh, you know, is um, uh, depends also on the on, on the situation that everybody has at home. Obviously, if you have small kids at home that they are doing online schooling, that it becomes very difficult to let them go 
and to focus on your job. So you end up taking care of the kids in the morning and at 7, 8 p.m. you have your your working day to begin, you know, uh, So and then you have to work until midnight or 1 a.m. This create, uh, create problems. I mean, we, we are not machines. Uh, we are not simply designed to work eight hours a day and then uh, the timing is not important. We are, we are human beings. So that balance is very important. And when that balance uh, somehow is compromised, then the entire equilibrium of the company mm-hmm. is compromised. Is work from home a viable economic model in the long term? Again, I think that my, my answer remains the same. Uh, it depends. It depends on individual choices, on, uh, on employees, on the nature of the work, on the choices that are made within the company. Uh, I would say it is not a viable option in absolute terms, like we are all going to work from home. Uh, that will never work, but will always be uh, jobs that need to be performed in a factory uh, or in a farm, things about raising animals, raising chicken or cows. You, you can't do that at home, you know? Uh, so so uh, reasoning in, in absolute terms, I think, is always misleading. Uh, and, and I think that uh, the key element that we, we should keep on stressing is uh, let uh, managers and employees to discuss among them and, uh, and find the best solution in the interest of the company and of the employee. That is the way forward. It doesn't exist uh, a magic stick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my last question was going to be uh, Malaysian organizations ready for work from home and how should they go about it? You've uh, kind of answered a little bit of that, but would you like to go into a little more detail? Are we ready for work from home and why we are not ready? Um, I think if I look at, uh, of course, the office uh, structures, so I mean, regarding those functions that can eventually and at a certain extent perform from home, uh, there is also um, an issue of mentality. Uh, so there are bosses that tend to be micro-managers and they, they are convinced that uh, workers are not working if they are not at their desk. So a certain change in mentality is required from the employer side. At, at the same, um, on the other hand, there are also employees that tend to exploit the situation of working from home. So we don't have to blame only one side. So if we want to go rather, I would say rather than shifting to a work from home model, but I would say shifting into a more flexible way to work in terms of locations and possibilities. That means, in example, also working from the park. So if you are going to shift into a more flexible uh, model, which is the answer to, that is the outcome of a free process of decision, a certain change in mentality is also required, both from employer and employee side. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your insights, Dr. Camello. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for listening to this episode of White Collar Playbook. We look forward to bringing you more business and career insights in our next episode.